What do you get when you combine a licensed professional counselor who loves lifelong physical fitness with a strength and conditioning coach who loves mental development? You get Jonathan Pishner and Jerry Hanley, two guys who love to help you find ways to fix problems that will improve your life through what they call asymmetric habits, specific changes you can make with outsized payoffs. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another broadcast of Asymmetric Habits with Jerry Hanley and Jonathan Pishner, JP, resident, awesome, licensed professional counselor, and myself, resident geek and strength and conditioning coach slash gym owner. JP's also a nerd, though, so we're in good company here. Uh, so today's talk is on not overcomplicating things, and which is something that um, I'm gonna go. I want to go out on a limb. I think that if you're listening to this at some point in time, you can, you, you know that <laughs> that this happens to you. And said so overcomplication. I mean, it was exactly like it sounds. Ironically, so we don't want to overcomplicate the definition itself. It's just simply taking things and not really dealing with them or processing them as in a simple manners that would help us like work through them, accept them. What, whatever it may be, if we're, if, if we're looking for a solution or not. So, JP, you know, we had a good talk about this, some some examples that we come across pretty frequently in our livelihoods before we went, uh, before we went recording here. So you want to take us off? Yeah, because what, what gave us the idea for this one uh, some weeks ago when I was telling you a story, uh, I was working with a client who we were working with uh, a number of other important things, but uh, they were talking about being nervous about jobs and somehow the, the words networking came up and this person was you know, very concerned about like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to start this networking again. And right. And they had an idea in their head of what that must mean which was an extraordinarily complicated idea that they, that they had to go to all these events and do all this thing. And I said, hold on, hold on. You, you, you might be, you might be uh, getting a little too far into, into things you don't need because that particular concept is simple. Networking is just building relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they were concerned about like going to mixers and all this stuff, which is really not their vibe. And I said, that, you know, that's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to create relationships like that. There's many, many ways to create relationships that have nothing to do with that. And, and that can be done with your, within your abilities, but they had accidentally crafted such a, such a monster of uh, an idea of what networking had to mean. And I thought, well, okay, this, this is really good because there's a ton of places people are prone to doing this where they have a behavior they know would be really good, but they they've accidentally overcomplicated it to the point that it becomes completely unmanageable. Uh, so, so that, that's why we wanted to do this today because there's, there's some places where it's complicated, but there's an awful lot of places where if you're just starting out, trying to figure something out, you can really get out of your head and, and, and not overcomplicate things uh, and do yourself a lot of good. If you know how to do that. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of us seem to have a tendency to, like I said, as soon as we think of a new situation we want to enter or problem we want to solve, we look like we try to imagine what the entire picture will look like. And that's, I know at least in some cases, that seems to be why 
like why we kind of freeze. And I'm saying we, cause I, I am, I can definitely be one of these people. Like I know that for a fact. And, but like I said, like, it, just look at it instead of simply thinking, okay, like, let me like get into this job and go from there. Like you said, simply try to build relationships with people. I can see that instantly trying to imagine what every single little detail will be like uh, and naturally then focusing on, on the things that scare us the most. And, and, and from there, like getting frozen, getting some of that anxiety. So is that where most people's like, uh, is, is that where a lot of overcomplication comes from is trying to look at the entire thing too early or when we don't it, even need to? Yeah. There's a number of vulnerabilities, honestly, uh, because yes, that is one of them. Uh, one of them will be, especially as you get really good at your own field, uh, you get used to thinking in complicated ways and then stepping backwards and thinking in simplified ways can sometimes become a challenge uh, because like for you as a strength and conditioning coach, you know, you, you're so used to like, oh, how do I squeeze 0.5 extra percent of performance out of this athlete? And sometimes that, that's complicated. And then when you go to the next thing, you're so used to the complicated procedures you always deal with it's then hard to go back to a simplified mindset. So you have that, uh, you have some people who have difficult, like, especially an anxious person. Some people have difficulty even believing that there's things that can be reasonably simple. Like, like they've, they've maybe had a tough life and, and it's almost uh, unimaginable to them that, uh, that anything can be simple, let alone an awful lot of things. Uh, so, so, I mean, there's dozens of places this can come from. And if you happen to have two or three of those stacked on top of each other, it becomes a real monster <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, I, I can see that. And you hit the nail on the head, actually, when you were talking uh, about when you become, quote unquote, like a master, just really good in a certain field. Because uh, that's something that I know I've struggled with a lot. And it's funny because I've actually I, I, I'm by no means a master in business. Um, but that is like like running this business specifically is one that I have personally struggled to try to break a lot of processes down. I mean, you, you know, you and I both as small business owners have talked about this a lot, trying to build systems and, and all, you know, so that it runs more smoothly. So other people can take jobs, all those things. A lot of that, my biggest struggle has been trying to uh, like basically go back to square one and to make systems because I hit the ground running so hard, not knowing what I was doing that I just like, that's the system I created in my head. So that's like, okay, how do I actually break this down into step one, step two, step three. But then conversely with training and strength and conditioning, we've actually in our staff development, broken it down. Um, or like, like had lessons where like, okay, when coaching these lists, this is what we want to focus on with the beginner, all this other stuff over here that we know don't talk about it yet. Like, we're not fixing this yet because this is the foundation. And we've actually uh, like, so this could be a useful tool is we take that and broken down coaching almost like a college curriculum would be where mm -hmm. we have, okay, this is squat coaching 101. Once they have, like once they have experience and the client seems to have, you know, developed good proficiency or mastery in this, then we'll go to squat 492. And 
if they keep developing and they have, you know, very specific reasons, let's look at some of like squat 601 techniques, mm-hmm. like just breaking it down. Is it like that almost sounds complicated, but really all we do is break into beginner, medium. And, and, and just to check, because are, are you saying like, like, are those numbers the actual weights or are you number them like oh, college classes? Like college classes. Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to check. <laughs> yeah. As I said, but that really all it did was it gave us a way to organize it in that case from like a beginner, me like medium, moderate, intermediate, whatever, and then advanced. So we didn't have so many things in our head. Well, and, and yeah, because uh, I get the question sometimes because, you know, it, uh, it's obvious that, that I work out. Uh, and I can't remember who asked me. I don't remember if it was a client or a friend, or, but somebody said, hey, I've been thinking about starting to work out. What supplements should I take? And I was yeah. like, no, no, absolutely not. You work out hard for five years, and then I'll, I'll talk to you about supplements. Your, your job right now is go pick things up or go for a run yep. if you're just starting. Uh, because I could tell they were already like trying to overcomplicate it. And, uh, you know, like, oh, should I work out in the morning or eat? No, no, that is the wrong question. But God, like, like how, how often do you hear that kind of thing for the person who just wants to start something? And you can already tell that they, they've already done all this mental work and how, how easy it can be to get exhausted by that level of mental work trying to just do start something that should be relatively simple. Yeah, because like that leads to paralysis by analysis too. Sometimes, like you said, like it's either one just too much happening, or sometimes two you're so focused on trying to figure out those decisions, and then you get stuck, and you end up not doing anything. And you know, vast why your reason is like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out, or I'm almost there. It's like, like you're saying, just simply get started at step one. So there's there's a good thing to point out here because as we as we go into how can you help yourself with this, there's a few things to move off the table because certain problems are complicated. Uh, like a lot of the stuff I deal with mental health wise, like depression can be awfully complicated, trauma can be awfully complicated. So one of the easiest ways that I, I like to break this for people so they know what they should be looking to simplify. Anything that's a behavioral habit is eligible to be viewed through this lens. Uh, So like if you're trying to quit smoking, if you're trying to start going to the gym, if you're trying to uh, keep a cleaner house, um, you know, if you're heck, even if it's like, I really want to get a new job. uh, A lot of these are, are different types of behavioral habits, and most of them can benefit from this. Anything that's really complicated, such as, um, you know, like, oh, I'm drowning in debt and I don't even make enough money to make my interest payments. That can be a super complicated case. Like there's there's pieces that, that, that this can this can impact. But if you're if you're in a position where there's a lot more than just a habit to change, this is this is maybe not the right heuristic. So so this is largely for different flavors of largely behavioral habits. Mm. So, so don't accidentally try and take this and apply it to trauma flashbacks or something because you won't get very much. <laughs> so I'm absorbing <laughs> so, so much of this. And I, that makes a ton of sense. Like, I feel like you said behavioral changes. Um, and, and then like, 
simple step processes, like you said, like they're like when you get to those big ones, yeah, definitely not. But there are a lot that are simple and may have advanced things later on. Like I said, like they become more advanced, but early on, th those things aren't necessary and can even be uh, counterproductive. Uh, yeah. You know, we've been talking about like when you yourself are are having these issues, like we're working through this, trying to make decisions and make changes. Another variation that we talked about before that, that I come across a lot is that um, I'm not exactly what the term would be in this case, but like projected overcomplication in a way. Uh, I just make that term up because for me, a lot of times it might be, you know, the parents coming in with their, with their kids, whether, you know, they're teenagers, middle school, whatever. And, a lot of times, you know, the kid wants to work out or at least wants to become maybe better at their sport or maybe just they don't like get their self, you know, kids never put it in this way, at least to me. But, you know, maybe they're not feeling confident, so they want to try to work out for that reason, something like that. Like the kids almost always have a relatively simple view of why they want to come train. Um, it's funny because in our form, you know, they write down their top three specific and in general and top three general goals. And I actually see a lot, not just uh, not necessarily because of the information they put down, but how specific or general both are. Uh, like I said, like it, it's very basic and that's great for that age group. You're either just simply for a beginner. That's awesome. Like uh, we, they just want to come in, get started and pretty much trust that we're going to help them get there. It's so often it's the parent, though, who has this way more detailed roadmap that they think is what should be followed. And they want, you know, like, oh, you know, we want to make sure that we get they're getting faster, more agile, can jump higher. Well, we have this opinion on lifting weights and we have this opinion on his age and we have this opinion on these other things that we that we think he should be doing at home. And what supplements should we take? It's like you said. <laughs> It'll be like that. So, so often. It gives you such a, such a wonderful snapshot of how well supplement companies have done branding, how important they are. Yeah, it really, it really is. <laughs> like, great job, guys. Um, it really is. But it's, it's funny because I say that situation, who we're working with is actually relatively simple. It's, it, it's like I said, like the third figure, the parent, um, mm -hmm. who we have to work with that over, like, like either teaching, either teaching or, or just simply helping, you know, guide them in the correct direction, whatever it is. And yeah. That. Um, like, and, you know, since I'm so in here in the gym world, I don't even know how often something like that would come up otherwise, but I feel like any family involved, any family dynamic, which, which makes sense as a, as a parent, you probably like, you're probably pretty prone to, overcomplicating things because you are trying to think multiple steps ahead right well yeah and and a lot of uh a lot of people don't do a good job knowing how far ahead you can reasonably plan uh because you can plan a step or two ahead but but as soon as another human being is involved so, so if we're talking about like a parent planning for their their kids school or sports or whatever uh, because you have another thinking human being that, uh, with behaviors involved, it's hard to think more than one or two steps ahead because you're not going to get to step five with, without something happening from their behavior at step one or two. Uh, 
you know, in, in fact, in, in a way, so I make this joke with my, my clients a lot because um, obviously because the university nearby, uh, I get a lot of really highly educated people as, as clients. And I joke with them that, that actually smart clients are much more difficult to do therapy with because they'll accidentally talk themselves back into all sorts of disordered <laughs> behaviors. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so one of the things that I, I encourage people to do, so, so if, you, if you're thinking of a, uh, you know, of a way to utilize simplifying stuff is how would you handle this? If I immediately knocked 50 points off of your IQ, like, like if I suddenly made you actually dumber, like you couldn't think nearly as clearly, what would you still know to do? So like with, with your parent example, and that's a, that's a wonderfully powerful example because parents get so attached to, to trying to overplan. You know, uh, if we knocked 50 points off of a parent's IQ, what would they still know to do with their child? Well, they would still know to be nice to them which a lot of parents lose track of immediately in their other stuff because they're so busy trying to, to plan step 97 that they stop being nice to their child because they're so frustrated that they won't be on step 97 with them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of parents as soon as I said, what, what would you know to do if I just immediately like smacked you in the head so hard you couldn't think clearly? And they'd be like, well, okay, I'd still be nice to my child. Good. Are you doing that now? And they'll be like, uh, and I'm like, cool, there's your starting point. Go back to being That's nice good. to your child. And then we can go from there because, and, and as in this particular singular example, uh, if you want a, let's just say 15, if you want a 15 year old to do what you want, are you going to get better results if you have a good relationship with them or if you have a crappy relationship with them? you're obviously going to get better results if you have a good relationship with them. So asking that simplification question suddenly eliminates tons of variables and reveals one that they lost track of. And like, shoot, we got to get back to this. We, we don't even, we, we don't even have the relationship credit, if you will, to, to ask for complicated mm -hmm. stuff. That's, that's really good. That's a really powerful example of that. Uh, like, Hearing you say that too, it almost made me think of you know the phrase third world or first world problems. That's almost a lot of this because you know I, I have no idea, but I feel like this probably is nowhere near an issue. In I hate the term, but yeah, quote unquote less developed slash third like country like that. That when when basic just well, well yeah, you, I, you said people with less opportunity and resources and capture it fairly nicely that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so like like they're not trying to over like think of 97 steps ahead like you said in so many ways like this so what are some well like that was a great example with the parent actually like i said just kind of knock it down to the basics what would you know to do uh what are a couple other ways that you would suggest like or another couple other tools for people who do find themselves just trying to overcomplicate it thinking too much and know that they should just make a decision yeah, so, so a lot of it uh, is different flavors of find finding something to do that's that's going to be impactful. Another way you can think about it is, you know, you had the one, well, what if we knocked 50 points off your IQ? Another one is if there was one behavior that would suddenly make a ton of other behaviors easier, what would it be? Uh, and, and I'll give you a physical one 
for this one because it is almost always important. If somebody is uh, experiencing body pain, that impacts so many areas of your life that, that usually uh, the answer is uh, if somebody's experiencing a physical problem, if you solve body pain, that will impact so many other areas of your life that it's like, well, okay, throw all of my resources at this problem. Um, you know, from, from my, my person in debt example I gave uh, earlier, like uh, there's only two ways to solve that. Like that, that's a good example of a complicated one, but it's like, if we solve one thing, a number of other things fall into place. There's only two potential action steps if somebody's like drowning in debt. It's either find some way to reduce the amount of money you have to pay out or get more money so you can pay more out and pay down your debt. Like that, that's basically it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's maybe some com other complicated stuff uh, that you can do. But if we do the, just the simple ones, what else is left? That's the only right. simple ones. It, I'm glad you actually used a debt example because a, a note that I wrote here goes right with that and just think about it, like this is like complication or just simply well, just successful planning is this is what a lot of professionals are are, are trained and, and paid to do this is how a lot of people make their living is you know just simply specializing in their niche and from that point trying to help people go through these things without over complicating things and Ironically, one of the very first examples that I thought of with that is a financial planner. Like that's what they're doing a lot of ways is they're trying to take a lot of, you know, they're a, a good financial planner will try to find out, you know, what it is you want for both the future, but also like the now and how to get there, your goals and help you get there with like in, in the simplest way or take most of the guesswork away from you. And like I said, that's what a good professional will do. So a lot of ways, you know, if you have the means and the resources, finding professionals to help like with places where you're struggling to come up with, with, with what to do or take the steps, but then also, you know, doing enough research that they are, that, that they are kind of at least known or apparently for helping people be simplified because it's really easy to have 37 other ideas, you know, that you want to have like a financial planner who is instantly promising like oh you know we'll just put this money here it'll grow 10 percent per year like you said that's not really that might be an average but that's not really how the market works for example like you know it's not really going to be 10 percent per year every year so does this planner have an actual way to to build it up are they telling you this is a plan or are they making a promise that it's going to work this way right so 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 let me let me kind of take your your solution that would be simple. And, and, and you basically said, look how, look how complicated it can be to even evaluate if you're, if you're hiring a right person, which that's, that's a fair thing to, to notice as a complication. Uh, if we were going to say, well, okay, I know I need to solve this. I know I can't solve it myself. I know I need to hire a professional. A good place to start is what meaningful way or ways do I have to know that I'm hiring somebody good? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and of course yes. there's online reviews, but those are not as those are not as trustworthy as we would wish necessarily, because sometimes people pay for reviews or who knows what. Um, but if you ask the question, do I have a meaningful way to know who to talk to? 
that is a good place to start because then then you've cut away a lot of the complication. Uh, the other the other day, I hired a plumber, and I have friends who are both home inspectors and realtors, both of whom have houses fixed all of the time. So I just said, "Hey, people I know, who do you do you think I should see for my plumbing?" And I got to cut away. 97% of the work and I was left with three action steps. Make phone call, uh, well, uh, uh, ask, ask question, make phone call, write check. Like, and, and mm -hmm. suddenly the problem became simplified. But I knew how to cut away a lot of it because I knew, oh, if I access these other people, I can know who to talk to. Yeah. Uh, but here's, here's to, to re-highlight the point. If you know what question you can ask to eliminate a lot of the work, in this case, how can I meaningfully know who to hire as my chosen professional? That can help a lot. But um, a lot of people, one of the difficulties for this is people aren't well trained to ask good questions of themselves, uh, which is why as a counselor, half the time I end up being the one to, to try and ask the powerful questions. Uh, so if you wanted to really develop this ability of simplification, that's one place you could start is, is trying to figure out how to ask yourself good questions. And sadly, there's no cool shortcut I can give you for that. It's largely just, just realizing like, oh, I'm on the wrong question. What would be a better question? And, and just starting to try and hammer, you know, hammer away at that skill. Mm -hmm. So... Do you find that people struggle more with overcomplicating things on a daily basis? I mean, not like everybody. I mean, just at, that you come across. There we go. Uh, that you come across. Do people struggle more with this uh, when it comes to like brand new things coming up or with almost like their um, constant routine that they then try to change? things that are new to them, I, I would say, although I'm going to leave space to change that answer later once I've had a chance to think more on it. But I, I think my initial response is going to be things that are new to them and dot, 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 and things that there is cultural messaging about. Oh, okay. There's, uh, I knew I was digging for something. That was it. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, you know, I, I kind of made a, a lighthearted commentary on it, but we'll go back to it more seriously. I said, what a wonderful job supplement companies have done branding, how necessary they are for fitness. Well, that's because there's cultural messaging about it. You open a fitness magazine, you see nothing but ads for GNC and everything else. Uh, you look at influencers, you see nothing but, but, uh, you know, them doing sponsorships for this powder and this pill and this drink. Uh, so there's a lot of messaging around what you need quotes, uh, in order to like make the behavior change. My client that was, uh, you know, I was talking to, and, and he said networking with that, that tone of dread. The reason that's so dreadful for people is because people really do believe you have to go to networking events. Nobody realizes it's just, oh, build relationships. And if you do that for five to 10 years, you have a network. Mm -hmm. uh, but the cultural messaging is not that it's join the chamber of commerce and, uh, reach out to five influencers a day on Instagram and, uh, 
God only knows what. I can't remember all the cultural messages I used to have about it. But yeah, there's a lot of those. Some of them go to 25 people a week, <laughs> something, something like that. Like using to build on that example for sure. Spend yeah, but the more the, the yeah, more cultural messaging time. there is, the more the more people are going to get in their head because they they really think all of that's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, like on the topic of social media with this, yeah, you know, even though it was just kind of there with, with networking, it has definitely made such a big impact on this because, you know, who knows how many times we've mentioned this before, but because, you know, we see that whitewashed edited version, like highlight reel so often and they like yeah, that really, like you said, with the cultural messaging, that really comes through over and over again. And even if we're not thinking about it directly, like you said, just seeing it over and over again starts planting that subconscious image of what we of making us think how some things should be or could be. Or then you know, it's like, are we lacking because we're not this polished in real life? Like because our life isn't this polished. And again, like this is all edited. It's highly curated. It makes me really appreciate accounts that are actually dedicated to, you know, either showing like real candid moments or bloopers <laughs> or things like that, because it should just because it shows that other side um, of things like that. And but I said, like it, it enters the subconscious, I feel like so deeply. And if, if you're our age, you know, and, and you really haven't paid attention, I mean, like, you, you go down one generation and I mean, like the following uh, the, the, the taking social media and internalizing it is deep. I mean, like so, so deep. And so we may not realize it as, like I said, like in our age, there really are a lot of people in the younger generation who fully plan on making their living, their career, whatever, like, like through social through becoming an influencer, like you said, like through social media only. And I said, like for every one person that works out for, there are thousands who don't become viral, don't break it through, whatever. And it, it creates so many more issues, like, like so many more. Well, and, and that part's fine. But the, the part that's so destructive is that people really do believe and, and it, it does it is worse the younger you get uh, people really do believe that if you don't succeed at that like if we're talking about being an influencer and if you and especially if you make any small mess up at all that's not like social media ready that it's like it's like terrible that's why I said uh, uh, you know for, for the for the listening and watching audience uh, y'all missed it uh, Jerry messed up the opening. <laughs> and since this is a recorded one and not a live one, he was able to just hit the stop button and start again. And I was like, man, I wish that was a live one so we could just like let people see that people screw it up sometimes. And hey, look, the show went on. Uh, because it would have been such a wonderful, such a wonderful example of not overcomplicating. You're like, well, well, I messed up the opening and we're live. So I guess this is happening now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, see, I'll, I'll see if I can remember to do that for you next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ju ju just do a pratfall and just like completely <laughs> fail the opening on purpose. Um, so, so steps to, so, so bringing it back to steps, you know, to help ourselves with over with overcomplication and getting through it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the of the term awareness. 
And part of it is because we, I use it actually all the time here at the gym. Uh, a big part that I tell, you know, both clients and coaches alike is when, when it comes to exercise technique, doing things correct or incorrect, the very first step is, is for the client, the person doing the exercise to become aware of what they're doing. So then they can actually either, either A, start internalizing it. It's like, okay, good. This is the way I want to do it. Or B, oh, now I see what they're saying. So I can make the, I can actually make that mental effort to fix this. Um, you know, before that, like if somebody's knees are caving in, uh, anytime they squat, you know, that's terrible for knee health and, and squat performance, both. Like if, a lot of people who are brand new to exercising won't even know they're doing that. Like they will have no idea they're doing it. And it's like, so they may not even feel it, but once you can point it out and they become aware of it, that starts, that, that can start the process now of fixing this problem. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so awareness is a big part in my field. And I feel like that's a big one for, again, just everybody is you have to just simply let's know what's even happening. So now I can work on improving it. You know, you, you said something there, and, it's, and, and if we tack on uh, a second part of it, I think it would be a wonderful heuristic for people to, to be able to use because you know, gain awareness, which basically the awareness we would then be talking about is, am I overcomplicating this? Mm -hmm. And now that I think about it, there's an awful lot of people who overcomplicate <laughs> things in service of efficiency some sort of imagined idea of efficiency or optimum performance um like for example if i was to to create an example out of thin air i can easily envision somebody if they have like five errands to run trying to in their head plot a route that is like the shortest distance and the most time effective where and, and while that's not bad if one wanted to do an awareness exercise, it would be good to notice like, wow, okay, I'm overcomplicating my errands. And just, you know, even if you choose to still do it, you can notice, oh, here's an area where I'm overcomplicating. And if that's creating too much difficulty or anxiety or something, you can work on stop overcomplicating. Like, okay, let's not try and plan perfect routes. Let's say I need to go to a grocery store, go to a grocery store, drop stuff off at home. Okay. Where do I need to go next? Go to Lowe's, come back. It's much less efficient, but for an awful lot of people, especially people prone to anxiety, it's actually way better yeah. because you're not, you're not creating a mental load. Uh, but e even if you don't do the second half, which is actually the ploy to change, uh, Asking the question of, am I overcomplicating this in the service of some sort of made up optimum performance would probably take someone a long way towards uh, discovering exactly how far they're overcomplicating things. Um, when we talked about earlier, I want to go a little bit deeper in it again with your opinion is what would be some advice or action steps for a I'm going to call them former master of something trying to simplify again. Yes. I really, so I really like that because I, I know how complicated, how just some things have gotten complicated or complex enough in my head that thinking of them in simpler ways is not something that I have done well. 
And actually think about an, another example that I can pull straight out of my life is having been in like a competitive fitness shape before and then treating myself that way for a long time, even after I was done officially competing in sports. And then and then basically ending a period of my life where I where I, I made that a lesser priority and, you know, like let myself get out of the shape I wanted to be in. There were a lot of failed attempts on the way of, of re-improving that failed mostly because from the very beginning, I wanted to make, I wanted to follow a plan that was too complicated again, but because I knew that I had in the past and, or I knew that I quote unquote had the knowledge to make a bunch of good plans. I kept trying to do that rather than find the one that I would actually stick with, <laughs> you know? And, and I feel like, especially for a lot of people trying to regain, like, well, I feel like this one's very, could be very big in fitness for people trying to regain it. It's almost like a, something that people who have, who have quote unquote, never been in shape, they don't have this one step to deal with. Like you said, like they have the other ones, like the messaging, et cetera, but at least one place where they don't have to deal with is I wasn't here before. So I don't have all these ideas in my mind of what I should be able to do from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the person who has, has, you know, uh, managed the behavior change before and somehow fallen away from it, the biggest struggle, and, I, and, and I'm going to give simple advice that is very hard to apply. The biggest struggle is getting out of the ego. Uh, and that's why I was so excited whenever you uh, started going to the gym but you went to a gym that wasn't yours and you paid for gym membership somewhere else. I was like, this is perfect because instead of being all like, Oh man, I should work out at my gym. And you know, all of the things somebody's ego makes up all of the nonsense. You were just like, well, clearly this isn't working. Uh, I don't know. Why don't I just go to the gym that's five minutes from my house and I'll just pay them and see if that works. Mm -hmm. And it did. But you could have easily danced around with your ego for another five years and you know, been even further away from your goal. A lot of people have trouble embracing where they're at, whether it's a lack of knowledge or whether it's a lack of uh, like, you know, in your case, it was having trouble being able to get away from people enough who wanted to ask you questions uh, that you could actually do a damn workout. Um, but you get the same thing with people who, uh, you know, they, they're so used to being the person who knows everything in this one area, they go to another area where they're ignorant and, and, and they feel shameful about that ignorance instead of just asking people questions and just acting as if they don't know, which they don't know. So like if, you know, somebody wants to start in a completely different field, getting out of the ego mm -hmm. uh, and just going back to being a, an ignorant beginner is the advice, but that's very challenging advice for some people to apply. Simple, not easy. My favorite. Yes. <laughs> Simple, not easy. Um, I, 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 I don't know when, when it happened, but at some point, apparently I, I, I stopped having very much shame over not knowing stuff. Uh, and oh my God, my life has been so much simpler ever since then. And, and I wish I could go back and reconstruct how that happened because it wasn't intentional. It just floated along to me at some point uh and i sincerely wish i could bottle it and give it to people mm. um all right so some closing advice 
I, I know, I know yeah. on my end, I, I want to men- like say that on the uncomplicating behavioral changes like we talked about are some of the like biggest areas this can really work. It's to remember that like most behavioral changes are, or a lot of them, I mean, very similar to creating habits and or routines. And in a lot of cases, that means that no matter how many things we're still trying to go go through in our head, figure out, you need to do step one. And a lot of times, step two simply involves doing it again, either the next day or at its next scheduled time. Um, so there's really, so there's a lot of success that can be found in just starting and still trying to figure it out on the way. You know, it's like I said, you don't need to have the plan from the beginning. Do 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 step one, do step two. If you still have questions or plans you're trying to figure out, at least kind of try to solve them in motion and not just wait at the start line trying to get it all figured out ahead of time. You, you know what my favorite example of that is? Because uh, I've sometimes told clients that a Roomba, the wandering little the wandering robot vacuum. Cause it doesn't have a plan. It, it just exits its thing, starts cleaning, cleans till the battery's low, goes back to charge like that. And it's surprisingly effective at cleaning a room. Uh, and it has no plan. It just does things until it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm out of time to do things. So now <laughs> I'm going to go back. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, but, but so many people are, are have difficulty with that. So um and I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate uh, uh, for the for the close my my questions to ask yourself. So, uh, you know, how would I handle this if I suddenly lost 50 points of IQ? Uh, what would I still know to do? And and that'll cut away a ton of the the extraneous nonsense. Uh, if I could solve only one problem, what what problem would suddenly make several others easier to solve? Uh, that's a good way to get out of overcomplicating. And if you want to do the awareness exercise, notice what am I doing to overcomplicate things, especially in service of some idea of efficiency or or, uh, perfect optimization. That can take you a long way towards eliminating a lot of this stuff. Awesome. Awesome. All right, brother. Great spending uh, the morning with you here. Said so. This is I said not live, like we like was mentioned, but is going to be posted very shortly after recording. So it's almost live. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, we'll be back uh, later this same week of the initial recording with our next broadcast. Said so. Thanks for joining Asymmetric Hab- Habits, everybody, and really hope that this is this is some advice pieces that you can take, apply, and make your life a little bit easier, a little bit happier, and help your loved ones as well. So thanks for listening, and JP and I will catch you guys later. See you all next time.